Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hey everybody, before we start this show, I just wanted to let y'all know that we have a new really amazing Facebook group going. So if you look for Wedding Film Academy Facebook group, join that group. Also, if you have other friends in the industry, go ahead and add them to the group as well. We're really trying to build something that's centered around the idea of encouragement and and building one another up, uh, as well as giving others a, a leg up when they need it. And so one of the things that we're doing is we're going to do pretty close to a weekly film critique. So if you hop on over to our website, weddingfilmacademy.org, you can actually enter in to potentially have your film live critiqued by us on the Facebook group. And we have uh, several, several dozen that have been submitted. So uh, we can't get to everybody's right away because we're only going to do one week and we're having a ton of submissions. But we would love for you to submit one of your films over at WeddingFilmAcademy.org. And then definitely make sure you join the Facebook group so that you can know when your film is going to be judged live. So hop on over to that Facebook group and we will see you there. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. We are recording this episode here in the epicenter of all things Lady Bird Studios, Jordan Bunch Productions, and bum, bum, bum. Taylor, do you want to do the honors? Our new company, Film Mavericks. We are super excited because we've been working on a. We've this has been sort of like a idea of mine for a very long time, but um, it's it's maybe been in the works for like I don't know. It's at least been in my head, like trying to think about like the name and sort of like our strategy for all this and coming up with our logo and then building the website and all that for probably like nine or ten months. Um, and so I'm super excited that we finally like have a website, you know, we, we got our logo and stuff done quite a while ago, but now we have like our website, we put together a reel and kind of put together all the scope of our work that we do and that kind of thing. And basically just like put it out there and now we're doing some exciting stuff. And so today is all about sort of the conversation of everything that has led up to the founding of Film Mavericks as well as kind of probably talking about like really what our plans are going forward. So today with me in the studio, we have Taylor Juarez, who you all know and love as the producer, the editor of this podcast and a regular face on the, um, on the Facebooks. Um, and we also have Nick Harrell with us and uh, Nick is our uh he's sort of our senior editor uh for film mavericks he also is helping to produce and edit the wedding film academy youtube channel which has been fantastic if you're not on the youtube channel hop on over there and hit subscribe right nick right yep you need to subscribe immediately we need to get as many subscribers (laughs) as we can so i need you all if you're listening to this to subscribe right now i think it's really important we're having like this other discussion right now too about like this dynamic of YouTube versus Facebook. Like we get always get like way more um, interaction and views on Facebook just because that's like 
that's where we sort of have planted our seeds in the past is really we've put our, um, you know, grown some roots into Facebook, but we want to grow some roots in YouTube too. Yeah. So it's this interesting dynamic of how we play all this out that we are kind of in a constant discussion about. And it's something that I think we'll continue to have the conversation about as we move into this new venture of film Mavericks and all the stuff that we're trying to do there is where do we have these things live? Right. Um, I think it's an interesting discussion. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I think the fact that you guys had built such a strong community already on Facebook that, you know, this podcast started there, you kind of grew it out of that, you know, you guys are both really active on Facebook and in your group. It's, when you see these big numbers pop up on any video you post, it's just like really sort of um, it motivates you to want to branch out and do other stuff. So you want to like grow all your channels at the same time. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic and Taylor's really involved in all of that part because she is the social media manager for all these companies and different things that we're doing. So she has, um, you know, really kind of at the ground floor of sort of understanding where we put all of our, um, you know, put ourselves out there in terms of you know, Facebook, Instagram, the blog, um, and now the YouTube channel. And so it's, it's an interesting discussion because I'm sort of like really, I'm kind of on the fence about, you know, do we just like throw ourselves deep into one of these places? And then Taylor's sort of the other voice of like, no, we want to be in, you know, not just on Instagram, but make sure that we're on Facebook really well um, and just sort of like spreading ourselves out well. She does an amazing job with the blog for Ladybird Studios as well. Um, yeah. What's your take on all that as we're growing all this up, Taylor? I think what you have to do when you're growing your brand, whether it's something like a podcast or whether it's a company, is decide what social media platforms are going to be most beneficial to you. Because not every platform is going to be perfect for every type of business or brand or project or what have you. So I would say like pick maybe your top three and it can be more than three. That's not like a hard number. It's just which ones are going to be most successful for you. And then I think it's finding, in my opinion, it's finding a balance between them. Like it's you always like have that tendency to want to just go super full-fledged into one and just pour everything into that and hope that that can be like super big but I think in order for any of them to grow you have to find that balance between them and if you have steady presences on all of them then they'll feed into each other and I think in the long run will help you grow more than if you just focus on one and kind of like let another one just sort of because if you're going to be on social media you want to be active and steady or just not be on a certain platform at all. Yeah. Yeah, like we've sort of chosen to pretty much stay away from Twitter. That hasn't really been our thing. Yeah, Twitter is that weird one that's like, for some people in certain situations is super successful, but if you just sort of have to make that call. It's like, if that's what you want to do, you do it. If not, you don't. But I would say that's like the one you can kind of leave off because Facebook and Instagram to me are the biggest Um as far as like social media platforms and then if when you're talking about video youtube is obviously like the king of video and that's what everybody knows as kind of a base so i think it's important to be on those three especially if you're doing any kind of 
education or podcast or things where you want to like have an audience yeah this is definitely a it maybe this feels like we're going off on a trail but i don't think it is because all of what we're talking about is how we're trying to build this new brand and this is an important part of that discussion um nick was really trying to get us on myspace but i was was telling him like myspace it's looking for a resurgence people are i was on it the other day just checking it out and and tom yeah i was looking at tom i was checking tom's stuff out and i was like why is nobody here it's it's like a like a it's like you show up to a party at the end of the day or at the end of the night and like kind of everyone's lingering there's a few lingers and music still kind of being played but yeah nobody's no bit where's where's it at i don't know But it is like you said, you know, Facebook or, you know, this dynamic between YouTube and Facebook. Obviously, like right now, <clears throat> I mean, YouTube's what the number two search engine in the world, which is amazing. Um, but Zuckerberg is really like he's going going for the throat right now, you know, really trying to go after hard uh, what YouTube has. Oh, in terms of you know, Facebook video, it's got a it's got a new tab down there at the bottom of the Facebook app. Um, you know, it's like auto playing these videos. It's become real big to do like, you know, the text on videos because most people start out watching the video in silence just yeah. because of the autoplay feature. <laughs> and now like I've gotten stuck watching Facebook videos, Dude. you know, and just like the next one just starts yeah. and then you're just hooked. So like it's interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see this dynamic and to see what Facebook really does in terms of video going forward, because they're definitely making some big pushes and they already have like, people are already there, you know, like, and so Facebook is all about distraction, you know? So it's like, if it's all about distraction, do we want to keep feeding that monster? Do we want to be there because that's where the eyes are? Or do we want people to be more in a sort of a, um, a mindset of ready to watch that video. Cause I noticed like when I'm watching Facebook videos, I'm just sort of like wasting time, you know? <laughs> Whereas like if I'm on YouTube, I'm like watching those videos with intent. Well, what's the content do you think you're watching? Like it's crap. It's, it's garbage. B- both of it's gone. <laughs> I mean, like, there's but, not tutorial. You're not watching tutorials on on Facebook. On Facebook, you're you like no. watching kind of like funny comps or some yeah, sort it's of like it, Steve Harvey showed up, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> now we've got like you know some uh, America's Got Talent magicians. Yeah, you know, it's like just the most random crap ever. The like, quality why is, am I watching this? It's never there on on Facebook. And everything's it's square. Square. It's really annoying how square it is. Like the aspect ratio. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a square, and it's got the you know stupid text on the top and the bottom yeah. of the video. It's driving me nuts. But eyes are there, you know. And so, like, if we're trying to get in front of people, like, do we put it there just because the eyes are there? Right. I don't know. I mean, and the eyes are there on YouTube, but it's like this weird like hierarchy of of quality that you can see through it all. It's like yeah. Vimeo is like cinematic, and then YouTube is like pretty decent show like you know uh, we're like producing our own like tv show and then facebook is just like bottom of the barrel scraping those yeah, like weird videos just like trying to keep your trying to make you not go to another website other than facebook just you've got an endless feed of just true funny stuff 
So you brought up Vimeo, and in my opinion, Vimeo is the best. I we used to use Vimeo for uploading all of our wedding films, and that would be like the link we would send to our clients to like share. And we've since gotten a YouTube channel, and we push that now. We don't really use our Vimeo much anymore. But I just like the features of Vimeo, all of the capabilities on Vimeo. There's things that I just really lack when our, on our YouTube channel that you could do in Vimeo. So it's just kind of, you know, it bugs me that like obviously YouTube's the big one and that's the one that Google likes and everyone's on and it's mm-hmm. just politics. But I think it would be cool to see YouTube evolve in a way where it could be more like vimeo not like copy vimeo but you know maybe the two merge at some point or or they expand to where you can do some of the things that vimeo allowed because i was a big fan of vimeo yeah yeah but vimeo has drastically changed in the last like few months vimeo has drastically changed now it's like going for the throat of its own creators like pulling down people's channels deleting all their videos with no notice and no recourse so i'm kind of done with vimeo i mean it was a cool platform for a while Mm. and like but it's almost become like a it's like a indie super indie version of netflix almost now true yes yeah with the way it like like originals and stuff right yeah I, and there's no social as I mean, there's no social aspect as much that the com- nobody comments on them. There's not really yeah. comments. It's just people. I mean, the numbers there are just like never that high, and they're not. No one's really engaged. It's kind of just functioning as some like sort of like free portfolio for some people and that type of thing. But yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, kind of you don't really go there for that many reasons. YouTube and Facebook are just like these gigantic audiences that right. like we're all just trying to like cut our own little piece of pie out of and it's it's really just a crazy game like being engaged in it and like kind of looking to like how we want to like build audiences through that for for like the Wedding Film Academy show and things like that and then like what we're trying to do with Film Mavericks or whatever especially like trying to develop YouTube audiences for other people it's so let's talk about that. We've yeah. had this, um, you know, interesting dynamic because I've had multiple ideas around this, the, the Mavericks name. Um, we're, we're great really, name, by the way. Yeah. I think we can all agree. Like film Mav- Mavs. I just like sure. love, like I love working for a company like that. Like uh, it's just like a cool name. Yeah. You, know, you just feel like you like cool name. <laughs> Everything else is kind of like whatever, but it's like Film Mavs or Film Mavericks. It's so there's just... a funny story of how I came up with the name. I was actually on Facebook chatting with some people and like somebody was saying something about how, you know, wedding filmmakers are all crappy business people. What would happen like if there was a really great business person who had a wedding film company and somebody threw out the name Mark Cuban and I was like, what would, I was just like trying to make a joke like back to them. I was like, what would Mark Cuban's like wedding video name be? And then the idea of Film Mavericks came to me. And I'd been trying to think of a name for this company forever. And all of them were the stupidest names ever, you know. Um, I thought I was trying to come up with this name. And then I was like, oh, Film Mavericks, that's awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> he would name it after his basketball team. <laughs> uh, yep. So yeah. anyways, that's how the Film Mavericks name was born. But we've been playing around with these with this other idea of brand mavericks, which is something that we've also um, developed and incorporated already and everything, but we don't have the website up yet. But we've, we've done um, logo and all that kind of stuff, and actually officially it's an LLC and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's in motion as well. But 
we have sort of made the priority to push Film Maverick's name first and really focus narrowly in on um, photo and video for um, in a B2B relationship with other businesses, right? So um, we're, we're very different, I think, from a lot of companies in this space who typically operate um, under under one name and sort of do a bunch of things under one name, whether it's, you know, kind of high-end and low-end weddings and sort of having, you know, it based around a particular artist and then having associates or whether it's doing like what Jordan Bunch Productions did from the beginning is, hey, I'll do whatever you want, you know, um, you know, weddings, corporate work, um, you know, wh- whatever it is that comes to me, I'll take it. And so we've taken a very different approach um, Jordan Bunch Productions is sort of going to put a close on its corporate work and really just focus in on, you know, doing 10, 12 high-end weddings a year. Ladybird Studios is going to try to do, you know, 150 plus weddings a year and really focus just on weddings. And then Film Mavericks is going to be our corporate brand where we also work on some narrative projects and, and stuff like that, but really kind of focusing in on, um, on primarily B2B relationships and even the narrative stuff is going to have a business focus to it. So we're pretty excited about this new venture. Um, Nick, talk to me about, um, you know, maybe, maybe tell our audience a little bit about this idea that we had that we're, we're developing for um, how to build relationships with other people. Cause I think this is sort of an interesting, it's a very different strategy of what we're trying to do. Um, but I think it's, it's like, you know, whether or not you do something similar in your own space or, um, or it just sort of propels you to think differently about how you might approach uh, going about this kind of work. Um, maybe talk to us a little bit about that, but just for our listeners, remember like all this, Everything that we're doing, this is us just sort of talking about what we're trying to do. So none of this is proven at all. This is just sort of us like baking some ideas, throwing them on the wall, seeing if they stick. <laughs> um, but I think this is kind of an interesting concept of what we're trying to do. So yeah, maybe talk to us well, about I think like, that. yeah, it all, I mean, we were, it started with us trying to just develop ideas for shows, trying to like. For the Wedding Film Academy. For the show. Wedding Film Academy. Yeah. And we were kind of like leaning to this idea of like, well, we, you know, let's let's do something like an interview type show, kind of with cool B roll. We were, we were all we were stuck on the idea of uh, you know Jerry Jerry show comedians in cars getting coffee, and we were like, let's do something like film. Let's talk to filmmakers uh, eating tacos and talking about filmmaking, and we were like that's like a cool idea and like easy to execute. And like that would, you know, kind of get our feet wet with creating content as far as like something with a little bit larger scope. And I think that we, we mold that idea over for like three days. And then you called me up one night and we, we started FaceTiming and we were like, or you had the idea of basically let's do something to, that really supports film Mavericks as far as like, let's come up with ideas to interview entrepreneurs and talk to them about their business and basically use that as a sort of like springboard into like breaking into other people's corporate work like being able to execute on like a on a high technical aspect as far as like creating quality content for them about their business and about 
what inspires them to be entrepreneurs. And it was just like a really good idea. And like we and then we've just kind of like boiled it down to like a sort of interview style show of interviewing, you know, entrepreneurs in Austin about like, uh, you know, their business or whatever. And basically at coffee shops or at a, like a restaurant and just like capturing cool B-roll of like different restaurants and stuff. And basically using that again to like gain more work for you know, corporate companies, whether the, you know, conferences or if they need like videos, video work basically for their businesses. Yeah. So it's a, obviously like a super different idea. Basically like we want, we thought, Hey, this idea for the filmmakers show sounds like, you know, a super fun project. Um, it sounds like a great way to give, you know, more quality content to our audience, but also just like a fun project to do. Um, and then I, I just kept thinking about the podcast and sort of what it's done for building relationships with other filmmakers and also what it's done for a number of, you know, the, the people who've been on our show, what it's done for them and sort of their relationship with other, other filmmakers as well. Um, the way that they're viewed in the industry and that sort of thing. And I started thinking about all the perks that have come for the, guests who have come on our show in that way. And I was like, that would be, um, you know, a really cool thing to offer to companies who we want to work for. Um, so, um, you know, because, you know, I get emails from people all the time, you know, saying how they would love to be on the show. Here's some things that they would have to offer and stuff like that. And so, um, basically just the idea is we wanted to create, a cool show ourselves um, and this would be a great way to do it. And so I'm really kind of like, I'm having this interesting shift in the way that I function in all of these businesses. Um, and honestly, like a huge part of my ability to do that because it's because of the amazing work that Taylor has done with, um, with both Ladybird Studios and with the Wedding Film Academy and really, I mean, with Lady Bird Studios, you know, I mean, it just functions without much of my effort into it at this point. Right, Taylor? I mean, you basically don't do anything unless <laughs> I come to you and say, hey, there's an email that needs to be answered by you or, hey, here's a check you need to deposit yeah. or just little things that like are your, op- you know, your tasks. But yeah, pretty much runs itself and I've got the ship sailing. It's going in the right direction, and that's been an amazing gift to me, and it's been something that I, you know, I don't want to be at a place where I just sort of say, okay, great, like, it's going, I can chill. I I love starting stuff. Like, I'm hardwired to start stuff, and I'm fantastic at it, but what I'm not so great at is, like, keeping the same thing going in the same direction for a long time. And so like having Taylor, who's fantastic with her organizational skills, with her communication skills with clients. um, And I mean, managing this company has been fantastic. And so I sort of had my eyes open to, well, I'm really good at starting things and not so great at managing things. I should stop trying to manage things and I should just start things Um, and so like 
we just hired another uh, studio manager. We just hired Sarah. Um, she's here now, and she's going to play a lot of the roles that Taylor plays for both Jordan Bunch Productions and for Film Mavericks. So that, like, from the very beginning, I'm not having to manage things, um, but I can really think about what is the direction that we want to go, starting new content. And that was the idea behind this is, like, you know, I think that um, I have enjoyed so much getting to be sort of the host of the Wedding Film Academy and getting to talk to other filmmakers and I just enjoy that aspect of like the relationship building, the conversation that happens, um, whether it's around a table, that's my favorite, it's just the pub chats when I get to do those in person um, or even, you know, all the other ones that we do where I'm doing it via video chat. I still love that kind of stuff. Um, but I was like, maybe I could shift my role into more just about content creation um, in terms of like the ideas that come in terms of, um, you know, actually executing on that content. And so both with Wedding Film Academy and now with the new things that we're trying to do with Film Mavericks, is my role is really shifting into, um, you know, sort of host, content creator, creative idea director. generator. Yeah, idea generator. Yeah. Creative director is probably more of an official <laughs> idea way. Generator. That's idea generator, cool. Executive I mean, you producer. Know. Yeah. Pretty yeah, it's much. all about it's all about ideas, and so I think it's this is part of what I was talking with um, Andrew Aziz with when I was in Seattle is just how important collaboration is, and really playing into your strengths and finding other people to work on the things that are your weaknesses. And so, in my case, managing a company is a weakness of mine. And so I should find other people to fill those roles. And that's why Ladybird Studios has been so successful is because I did that, found somebody else to fill that role. And that's been wonderful. And like now with Jordan Bunch Productions, I just noticed more and more is like I was suffering on some of the management side. Like I was just struggling, not whether it's just not wanting to do it or just not doing as good a job as I could, or not necessarily I could, but as should be done, <laughs> as, as Taylor does with Lady Bird Studios. Like, lately, if I'm just to be completely frank, the Lady Bird Studios clients have gotten a better customer experience than, than Jordan Bunch Productions clients have because Taylor's fantastic at managing those things. So I'm like, I need to find somebody else who's fantastic at managing those things so I can be set free to do the things that I love to do that I'm passionate about doing and that I'm good at. Um, so there's a little, my little mini sermon inside of this podcast of collaboration is so good. You know, I know that um, it's, it's a struggle to sort of uh, open up your hands and say, um, I'm going to release some of the money that I made on these projects to allow other people to do them. But if they're going to do a better job and it's going to free you up to do more of the things that you want to do and that you're really good at, then more money is going to come in for you to be able to keep those hands open um, and you're going to enjoy the process so much more. Your life's going to be way better um, when you're working with other people. It's like I can't imagine still being in a place where I'm just walking to the home office each day 
for me, I just love coming in here and having the ideas, being able to bounce around with you guys and just the synergy that comes from working with y'all has been truly fantastic. But that's been so much of this mindset shift is what has allowed for there to be space for us to do film Mavericks. Like I said, like the idea started probably nine, 10 months ago, if not more. I might need to look back at the emails and see when we actually got the logo made because that was a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a long time since we generated the ideas. But just recently, like last week, we hired um, Sarah to start running and, and managing the other businesses. And so, you know, we hired her to start managing these other things. And now within a few days, we actually got the website and the, the reel done and all that stuff. So it's like, just a great little picture of how true it is that when as a business owner, you operate in the operational mode and the managing mode or whatever it is that you're not good at when you operate in that space, things take forever to get accomplished. But when other people step into the stuff that you suck at and you live into the things that you're super good at, then things happen at lightning speed. Yeah. Which is what happened. On Friday, it was just like, boom. I mean, we were all like, you were, everyone was working on their own little piece of the puzzle. And then by the end of the day, by four, by 4.30, it was like. 4.30. Was I like don't think days. I left the office until like six. <laughs> it, well, I it, was, guess, it was two days, but but yeah, right. it was Thursday and Friday. It was just like, we all focused on our own little portion. And then it, by the end of, by the end of day fr- Friday, it was like finished product. It was like really inspiring. It was like, man, we just put our heads together and, and knocked it out. Yeah. And Sarah built, uh, you know, the Instagram page and she was like reaching out to other businesses and, yeah. and uh, getting us plugged into networking groups that we're going to join and reaching out to and actually starting to produce the show that we're going to do. Um, so, you know, reaching out to people who are going to be on the show, reaching out to some different sponsors um, that, you know, hopefully will be a part of the show with us as well. Um, and so it's just like super exciting to see all these pieces coming together. And so when we talk about this and I emphasize how new all this is, I'm talking like super new, like we're recording this on Monday and we put our website up live on Friday. Um, that's how new all this stuff is at the same time. It's been exciting to see, um, the way that this has all come together and the excitement that we're already beginning to see with people who we're reaching out to, um, in terms of like sales conversations, you know, actually on, um, I've had, I think three conversations with people. Taylor just had got off the, um, talking with another planner event planner, um, that we're working with. And Taylor's like, what else do you talk about? What else are you doing within the wedding industry for film Mavericks? Well, I have the benefit of at this point, as long as I've been the studio manager and as long as I've been shooting, I know a lot of people in the industry. Plus I always do all of our bridal shows, which is three times a year. So I know a lot of people and we have some pretty strong relationships with quite a few planners in town. And that alone, just being, like having strong relationships with planners is huge because several of those planners do things besides weddings. They do other events, corporate stuff, parties, like all kinds of things. Plus they know a ton of people. So I definitely like am enjoying the transition of being able to be like, Hey guys, 
here's our new company. So if you ever need anything that's non-wedding related, this is the place to go. And we have done a few videos for some of our wedding vendor friends under the name Ladybird Studios. Like we've put our logo at the end because it's kind of wedding related and we're doing it for vendor friends. And then when people see our video on their site, it kind of all lives in the wedding world. But now I'm kind of trying to find that way to transition and let all of our vendor friends know, hey, this is going to be our new brand name for all that non-wedding stuff. And so I'm kind of trying to explore how to let people know about the new company, but still let it be known that it's the same team. We're one team, we're one group of people, but we have different brand names for different services. So I'm pretty excited because I have a couple of people in mind that I'm currently kind of chatting with that I have observed could use our services that I'm hoping, you know, we can kind of open the door and at least start a casual conversation about maybe some of the hopes they have for their brand in the future. But it's it's an exciting transition and I'm really eager to get some of our wedding vendor friends on board. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so critical for anybody who's listening. If you've been doing this in this industry for any length of time, you already have probably a really solid network um, of B2B relationships. So, you know, that's a great place to start wherever you have relationships. And so obviously, you know, the relationships with you have that you have with wedding planners, with um, with photographers, with florists, with DJs, um, with venues. You know, you have so many different types of you know, caterers with so many different types of, of vendors. Utilize that. You know, if you have been doing what you should be doing and like sending those videos off to all these people all all this time, then you've probably built a great relationship with them because that's the kind of content they really starve for and you're giving that to them for free. And so now you have a great relationship with them. Why not play off of that? Um, but also just thinking about what are your, your other, um, you know, other relationships that you have just from life. You know, I grew up with, um, with this guy who now owns this fantastic company um, out of Dallas and as somebody who I used to work for on a regular basis. And I just sort of had, priced myself out of a place of being able to work with him anymore. Um, but you know, now he's at a really different place. This was quite a few years ago when we sort of ended our working relationship. But I reached back out to him and let him know we're trying something new. And I think it's something that will be really beneficial to him. And, uh, you know, I, I sent that to him actually on a Facebook message uh, because he I noticed that he had um, viewed and liked one of the recent corporate videos we did. So anyways, uh, I reached out to him that way and he called me actually, I think it was Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday. Um, and you know, wanted to chat about this stuff. And so like we're now, um, quite a bit a ways down the road already just from that one conversation towards working with him on quite a few projects and potentially putting him into a annual contract of uh, building these YouTube channels for um, that we're, we're trying to build YouTube channels for people in addition to the video content that we're going to do. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But first I would just say, think about the people who you have that you're currently already connected with, whether they're in the wedding industry or not. And um, you know, who are, who are business owners, who are business leaders, who are maybe marketing directors for companies, things like that. Maybe even 
put out a message, you know, actually I saw um, one of my friends recently post something like, Hey, uh, doing some research. I'm curious who, um, who is a realtor in my area? I don't know if this is what he was trying to do, but I suspect that maybe he was trying to, um, you know, do some home videos or home photography, uh, for, for real estate. Um, you know, whether or not that's what he was doing, if that is what he's doing, I think it's a great idea of just trying to figure out who exactly is in your network, you know, maybe put a blast out, you know, who, who are, you know, local entrepreneurs who are in need of a video, you know, just put it out on Facebook and see what happens, you know, just throwing, we're throwing stuff against the wall here and seeing what sticks because it's always so surprising um, what happened. In fact, actually that relationship I talked about, the phone call that I got, he actually called me and he was talking about, I thought he was going to talk about the, uh, one of the corporate videos we did recently, but he actually talked about the Instagram video that we did, the video that we did for YouTube that was about um, building sort of cool stories, micro stories on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> oh, man. That was the video that he saw. Yeah. Um, That's and wild. He actually said, I loved that video and I loved how you talked about like the storytelling aspect and what your mm-hmm. mindset is as you're approaching the story of the video because our real weakness right now is storytelling. We, we're doing a lot of things well, but storytelling is not one of them. And I saw a window into your brain there on how you're crafting story and I loved it and that's what we want to do. And so that was really cool to see. You know, you never know what's going to stick against the wall in this case it was a video that I made for you guys for wedding filmmakers. And it turns out, you know, we may end up with a nice fat contract based on that video. So you never know what sticks. Just think about what is the network that you have, even if it's superficial Facebook relationships with people like throw stuff out there, you know, I think that's been my biggest like learning experience watching you and and coming into this is like, you can't fake interests, you know, you, everything comes organically, organic relationships within people that you either know or that you like foster. It's, you can't really do like an Instagram blast of like your, your hottest video and expect some like big return. Like, I think if you think how, if you think how other people think, I mean, people just scroll past things. They're they They don't want to be sold something, but if you take the time to like be a human being and like take interest in other people's work like that always is reciprocated from other people and it's just about organic real relationships you can't fake it with facebook posts or anything like that so that's cool no that's been huge and like a big mindset shift from mine was quite a while back when I read the book, uh, Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people. Mm. Fantastic book, but it's, you know, I, I, I think if you're, if you haven't read the book and you just sort of view the title, I think you could sort of view it as this sort of contrived. I'm going to try to, you know, weasel my way into relationships with people. That's not what it's about at all. It is about like truly being the type of person that people want to be friends with. Um, and you know, that, that gaining you a lot of influence just by virtue of people want to be friends with you. So much of that book is about, um, you know, being for other people, what they, what they want and need in terms of, um, you know, for example, listening to people more than talking to them, Mm -hmm. you know, people are going to be vastly more interested in hanging out with you if you're a good listener rather than if you're, talk a lot 
So, you know, it's, it's little things like that, you know, coming to conversations um, rather than thinking through your mindset, thinking through your, um, through, through whoever you're talking to's mindset. And I do this with, with like web copy and stuff like that. Like I was writing web copy for film Mavericks the other day and I started writing and I'm, I'm always prone to do this as to my first things I put down or sort of like we do this and we feel like we're, we're great at these things. We're passionate about this, whatever. And I see that all the time on people's stuff snooze and it's just boring. Yeah. People aren't interested in that because it's about us and they want to hear about them, what's valuable to them. So instead I, you know, scratched all that and went back to the table thinking about what do they want to hear? Um, and so it changed the language from here's what we're good at to, do you need this? Are these your pain points? If they are, um, you know, we want to help you. Yeah. So it's rather than we love doing these things, here's your struggle and here's how we can fill the need for you. It's vastly different from just we're passionate filmmakers who blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but, but having that sort of mindset approach with each conversation, with each relationship, you know, I sent out, uh, I recently did, actually, I think I posted it on the Facebook group. So probably a lot of you saw this. But I posted like a two-minute video I'd done of a corporate, um, uh, it was basically a corporate meeting, um, but just like a, a fun event that they had. And I, I made this two-minute edit of it, and it was it was kind of different, you know, super fast cuts and just kind of high energy for two minutes. Um, and so I sent that out to several event planners, and it was not hey, check out the awesome new thing that we're doing. But it was, I think this can help your clients. Um, and so it's just a very different approach of, um, you know, here's something that will help you you out. Mm-hmm. Not check out this cool thing I'm doing. Do you think you could help me out and get me some work? Vastly different, right? Um, and so I think it's really important to have that mindset approach, particularly when you're in B2B relationships, but even with wedding clients, you know, thinking not about here's what I love to do, here's what I'm passionate about, but what is the thing that they're looking for, you know? And so I think it's why, you know, companies like Penn Weddings really find their niche because they're all about, um, you know, telling these beautiful stories and, for their clients, these are people who have a beautiful story and want it to be told. And so they're able to find their ideal clients by putting that out there of like, here's something we can do for you um, because it's what's what you need is what you're looking for rather than it's just what I want to do. And those two things have to meet, right? Like they have to want to create beautiful stories in the same way that we want to help um, see these businesses become more successful because of the videos that we create. We want to, um, you know, be able to do something for these planners that make their life easier, um, that make their hap- their clients happier. It's like genuine desire 
Um, but it's but it's our desire meeting the world's great need and whatever those things are. Like when those two things come together, the world's need or our client's need and our desire, that's where like the magic really happens. Totally. So that's what we're really excited about. And that's what we're trying to do. So maybe talk um, a little bit about what we're thinking with this YouTube channel idea because I think that's something that is something um, – you know, one of the struggles for most people in this industry is that there's very little predictability. Um, you know, we we have sort of on seasons and off seasons. Um, we have no form of regularity with our work. You know, we don't know if the next wedding season is going to fill up for us or if some, you know, 10 new wedding companies are going to come in and eat all our stuff alive. And there's like this constant fear that people have in our industry of wondering where the next check is going to come from, if it's going to come at all. Right. And so we're trying to come up with this idea, this strategy that is going to take that equation out of the picture. Nick, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I think uh, with developing YouTube, channels for different clients yeah i mean i think it's the whole idea you know everybody anybody who's passionate about something can can inspire others to watch and that's the whole idea is finding you know if you find if you know you're passionate and you know you can talk at length and and you feel that this is something that you love then then you you belong on YouTube with a channel talking about it because that is what people want to see. That's how people know that you're legit, that you care, that you're into what you're doing. They don't. It's it's hard to uh, express that through you know a couple photos on a website or you know an explainer video about what your services are. But you know you 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 steady put out a, a video a week, two videos a week about your uh, whatever your service may be. And you're passionate about that, and we're digging deep each week into into what your business really is, and and how you serve other people. Then it's it can only go up. Your your business will only improve, and you'll gain more traction, more followers uh, through that. And you can get as creative and expressive as you want through YouTube. That's one of the beauties of it. You know, it's it's literally like making a TV show, but you can, you know, make it for a fraction of the price and it's um, almost, you could say, has a larger audience than TV. Like there are more people watching YouTube these days than watching TV, frankly. So it's it's fascinating to see, to be able to want to serve a company or a business like that through straight up developing YouTube content for them and basically using that as like a social media platform to, uh, for them to gain traction in business. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a perfect description. And so from the business perspective of it, so from our perspective, we're, you know, we're, we're creating something that is great content for them to be putting out there. Um, it is something that will get more eyes on what they're doing. Um, it will establish themselves as people who know what they're talking about, who know their industry intimately, um, and can do whatever it is they do that they do with great expertise. Um, <clears throat> at the same time, it, it provides 
great consistency to the work that we're doing. That's one of the keys about building any sort of social media following is, is consistency, you know, and especially if you have quality, quality and consistency, then, you know, you're going to find your audience and not every niche is going to have, is going to be a Casey Neistat and get 10 million subscribers, but that's not what these people need. What they need is to find the audience that they're looking for specifically. And it doesn't have to be 10 million, you know, if it's 500, if it's a thousand, if it's 10,000, like that could be fantastic and do wonders for people's careers. Um, and so, um, by providing that consistency, it provides for a long-term contract that we can build with our clients that allow them to produce the videos at a much lower cost than they would if they went to a company and said, we want to do 52 videos um, or, you know, we want to do one video. Um, how much is it going to cost me? Um, you know, if we can instead build a contract with them to say, we're going to produce a video every single week and um, this is what it's going to cost you over the course of the year. And it's a, um, you know, we can, we can structure that into monthly payments into biweekly payments, whatever the case is. But by saying, you know, for us, let's throw the number out there, $30,000. And that's, you know, obviously like when we're talking video production, we can do more or less based on the budget for that film. Right. Um, anytime we're producing films, it's always about what the budget is, but, um, we've pitched a couple of companies on this and said, you know, here's what this would look like to produce something that would look like this. We could do uh, a $30,000 contract for the year and we put out a video a week and it's, you know, kind of a, a low budget project for us, but it would still, because we're professionals, it would still look good, even though it's a low budget thing. So it's, um, you know, shooting something with two cameras and putting together an edit and something that we could do where we sit with someone and film six, to eight videos in a day and be good to go for the next two months. Um, and then edit those videos and put them out for those people, you know, a video every, every single week. Um, but by doing it that way, we're able to, in theory, um, you know, be able to have these consistent relationships with people that provide consistent work so that we know that our team has for sure at least this much work over the course of this year and, um, you know, be able to have a repeatable process so that we can continue to have this kind of consistency and continue to grow the team. And so if we know, for example, let's just say that one person can manage five of the four or five of these contracts, um, then we know that if we're going to take on any more, I need to hire someone else. And so we have this kind of repeatable process. Um, so that's really kind of the goal of what we're doing. We think that it's going to provide for a lot more consistency in what we're doing. And it's like, you know, everybody knows in sales it's much easier to um, get a resale than to find a new client, right? Finding new clients is always more difficult. And that's the challenging work of weddings and corporate events and things like that that we do is we're having to constantly find new clients. Mm -hmm. Every client almost is new, you know, unless maybe you get a, um, you know, family that's got 
you know, three or four <laughs> women who are going to get married over the next few years, every client is new. And so we're trying to build relationships with other businesses where we can continue to resell them again and again and again so that we have work every single month with those clients. So it's a very different mindset. It's a different shift in what we're doing. Um, but I think it's, it's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Who's excited? I'm Woo! Okay. <laughs> it's pretty exciting over here. Yeah, super exciting over here thinking about it. I love creating YouTube videos for people. So, I mean, that's kind of the best part. I'm excited to just work with other people, you know, and like get into other people's lives. That's one of the best parts about being storytellers, like, you know, exploring other people's day to day and like trying to come up with like engaging content for them. So that's like exa- exactly where I want to be. Um, I, it's, you're right though. Like just getting some, because YouTube, although everyone uses YouTube, everyone doesn't quite yet get the, what you can do with it. So it's, it's hard to get people into the door, you know, wanting to create that kind of video every, every, every week, you know, and, and kind of explaining, getting, getting them to understand production. So, I mean, it's, it's big learning experience and I think we're, I think we're, we're, we're gnawing at the bit to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to do it. I think we're going to happen. Making it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, this has been a fun episode. I think that this will kick off a series on uh, corporate video. Mm. So we'll try to have a few other guests on to, to discuss this topic. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Hop on over to YouTube. Definitely follow the Wedding Film Academy channel on Subscribe. YouTube. Subscribe. Subscribe. And if you're, if you're not already, for some bizarre reason, hop on over to the Facebook page as well, Wedding Film Academy Facebook page. And make sure that you follow us there. Anything else? Um, check out our killer new website, www.filmmavericks.com. Yeah, that would actually be helpful. If you want to, people are always asking like, you know, I, I get really nice emails on the regular saying if there's anything we can do to help support what we're doing, let us know. Anytime you launch a new website and you all know this because you've all put websites out there is you make mistakes where there's things that you don't see or you don't realize that maybe something's not as functional as you wish it was. Like if you want to do me a favor, do a a real solid hop on over the website and like try to use it and just send me a brief note, letting me know how functional it was or other things that you, any struggles that you had as you're trying to navigate and figure out what it was. That would be fantastic. So help a brother out. Hop on over to filmmavericks.com and let me know what you think. Uh, until next time, have a fantastic week, peep, peeps, people. <laughs> the Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comment section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.